a Monday morning, and you know what that means. Dreamers, welcome back. Coming to you from the isolation station of love. This is Dawes Does Disney, and I am your host, Landon the Dawes Doan. Uh, going solo this week because the... Uh, podcasting partner I've had for the last couple weeks. You know her, you love her. She is the rising star in the podcasting world. Uh, check out Adventures with Steffers wherever you get your podcast. Steffers happens to be in Universal Studios this weekend, and uh, if you've been following her on the, on the socials, which I would definitely recommend doing so, you were able to keep up with the Halloween Horror Nights shenanigans that she and Justin Monorail and Skipper Bob and Theme Park Rob and some other friends of the show went through. Looks like they had a lot of fun. Me, I'm a big giant chicken, so uh, maybe next year, wink, wink, we can get me down uh, to Universal Studios for their terrifying, terrifying Halloween stuff. So uh, we're going to kind of keep this on the short-ish side of things, but there was some notable news happening coming out of the House of the Mouse. And if you've been following along on the show, we have finally had an answer for one of our national nightmares. It's really been plaguing us here on Dawes Does Disney, and I guess we're now a nation. Neat. Go us. Uh, We finally have... Prices and menus for a couple restaurants. We have some returns to Epcot uh, and Magic Kingdom for that matter. And a big change to one of the marquee attractions in all of the Walt Disney World Resort. But let's start by talking about a new restaurant coming to the Contemporary Resort opening October 1st. Steakhouse 71 will be officially welcoming guests for the very first time at the beginning of October. Uh, menu came out this week with prices, and they will have breakfast, lunch, and dinner options. For breakfast, you, you have stuff like uh, fresh-baked pastries and avocado toast, uh, Walt's prime rib hash and eggs benedict, plus some uh, adult breakfast beverages, if you will, a Steakhouse Bloody Mary, the bourbon cold brew made with Joffrey's coffee. Uh, then for lunch options, you'll have stuff like a baby iceberg wedge salad and the Steakhouse 71 Stack Burger. And then for dinner, you can expect a more wide variety of appetizers and unique what they're calling Steakhouse Cuts. Uh, I said it this week, I was fortunate enough to get a reservation for when me and my mom are down there. I'm of the mindset, it's never a bad time for a steak. And for the price point, I was honestly expecting them to be a little bit more expensive because they're kind of comparable comparative if you go to one of the higher end steak restaurant chains throughout America. We're talking your Ruth's Chris. We're talking your Fleming's. Stuff like that. They're offering six steakhouse cuts, an eight ounce beef tenderloin medallion, 10 ounce New York strip, 14 ounce dry aged pork bone-in rib chop, six ounce filet, six ounce top sirloin steak, and a 12 ounce roasted prime rib and classic Yorkshire pudding. Those six entrees are going to range anywhere from $30 to $38 a piece. And yeah, that is a uh, not exactly cheap, but in the scheme of things, when you compare it to other steakhouses across America, I think it's kind of fair, especially when it comes at a place like Walt Disney World where everything kind of has a premium to begin with. But like I said, Steakhouse 71 opening October 1st, taking the place where the Wave restaurant was in the contemporary. Uh, the atmosphere is going to be themed after the 70s, right when Disney World first opened. It's going to have a family-friendly atmosphere, and plus there's also going to be a lounge. So if you and your party want to get there a little bit early, have yourselves some uh, libations, some spirits in the lounge before dinner, you have the option to do so. Staying in the restaurant realm at Walt Disney World, uh, finally... 
I think it's safe to say finally, not only do we have price points for Space 220, we have a menu, and that's a good thing because if you're listening to this the day this podcast drop on September 20th, that's the day that Space 220 opens. So um, uh, no time like the present, I suppose. Right, Disney? You're going to have two different options when it comes to menus. One for lunch, one for dinner, but both are prefixed menus. For lunch, you can choose one appetizer and one entree for $55 a person. And then for dinner, that's a three-course meal where it cho- where you choose from an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert. And that's going to run you $79 a person. And this is before you get into adding your space Coors Light or your uh, Lunar Leinenkugel or something like that. So... Um, and I'll be honest, with the menu that we've seen, particularly in the dinner option, I don't know if that really justifies the price point, uh, because just for me, I'm looking at an appetizer of a Caesar salad, I'm looking at a eight ounce filet, and then I'm looking at chocolate cheesecake, and for almost 80 bucks, yeah, we knew going into Space 220, it was going to really kind of be paying for the atmosphere, but at the same time, that atmosphere almost feels like a premium because again, this is before you get to the option of adding a uh, draft beer or a bottle of beer or one of their signature uh, cocktails or something like that. So for a party of two, this could end up being a very pricey meal and I'm curious to see what the reviews on the food is going to be when they start do rolling out this week. If we get reports that this, pardon the pun, the food is out of this world, okay, maybe you can then justify these price points to go eat at Space 220. But right now, if it's just, you know, mediocre middle-of-the-road food for these price points, don't know if that's going to be something I necessarily am going to have to do when I'm down in Walt Disney World. But... Uh, Space 220, as of today, if you're listening when this podcast drop, is open September 20th. And and Disney has shared that Space 220 will be available for walk-ins from September 20th today through the 26th of September. And then reservations will be strongly recommended starting the 27th. And if you do want to get in on that 60-day advanced dining reservation, that window opens September 20th today. And speaking of new stuff coming to Epcot, not only do we have the addition of Space 220 starting today, last week Creations Shop finally opened the uh, much ballyhooed replacement to Mouse Gear, the new flagship merchandise destination of Epcot opened with some exclusive Epcot themed merchandise and... Unfortunately, scalpers were everywhere, loading up strollers uh, full of merchandise, uh, pulling merchandise out of cast members' hands as they bring it out from the back room to restock just so they can buy it and flip it on eBay. Good news is, the day after it opened, uh, Creation Shop was fully restocked. So, uh, in-your-face scalpers, and remember, don't buy from these people online because if you do, you're encouraging it. But we also had the return of a very cool place in Epcot talking about Club Cool, where everybody loved to go drink the uh, infamous Beverly. And good news, if you're a fan of Beverly or you're a fan of watching people take a sip of this drink without knowing what they're getting into, spoiler alert, I'm totally doing it to my mom in October, uh, Beverly has returned. Uh, Your drink selection right now at Club Cool is the Crest Ginger Ale, uh, the Fanta Colita, the previously mentioned Beverly, uh, Vegeta Beta, uh, Kinley Lemon, Lift Apple, Smart Watermelon, and the Mezzo Mix. Uh, And good news, samples still are free, but right now Disney's only allowing one party at the drink station at a time because, you know, we still have this whole COVID. 
stuffing thing going on. So uh, maybe when you do head over to Club Cool to get your fix of Beverly, not only uh, pack your uh, little sippy sampling cup, also pack your patience because it might take a second to get to the drink station. Some exciting news coming out of the fireworks realm when it comes to Walt Disney World. Uh, Last night, there were reports on social media that there was videos of Disney testing the 50th anniversary fireworks show last night. If you want to go get a sneak peek and a little taste of uh, what could be coming for the 50th anniversary fireworks, uh, definitely go check that out. I saw allears.net or at allearsnet on Twitter. They had a video up, uh, looked pretty good, and uh, of course... The Disney Enchantment Fireworks Show will debut October 1st, just in time for the 50th anniversary, starting at 9 p.m. But that is not the only thing that broke news-wise regarding to fireworks for the 50th anniversary. We had the return announcement of firework dining options, not only in Magic Kingdom, but also in Epcot as well, and uh, some contemporary resort stuff as well that we'll get into at a different time, because I'm going to be honest, I am still very confused by those options. But starting in the Magic Kingdom, beginning October 3rd, guests will be able to add on one of three Magic Kingdom 50th firework dessert parties for the 50th anniversary fireworks celebration. Those include the Disney Enchantment pre-party, the Disney Enchantment after party, and then the Disney Enchantment treats and seats. The pre-party will take place at the Tomorrowland Terrace, where guests will be able to enjoy desserts like chocolate-dipped strawberries and butterscotch puddings. Guests 21 and older can choose from a variety of beer and wine. If you want to participate in the pre-party, how's that for alliteration? Uh, Check-in will begin 90 minutes prior to Disney Enchantment Showtime for guests to enjoy dessert and then move to a reserved viewing area with standing room only in the Plaza Garden for the show. That's going to cost you $99 a head for adults, and then uh, kids 3 to 9, that is $59 a pop. If you want to enjoy your dessert after some fireworks, you can choose the Disney Enchantment After Party. Uh, The dessert party will feature the same treats and drinks as the pre-party, but you'll be able to watch the fireworks before heading to Tomorrowland Terrace and enjoy it all. That's also going to cost you $99 a head for an adult and $59 a head for children. And if you don't even want to have to bother leaving uh, the Tomorrowland Terrace to watch your fireworks, you need to choose the Disney Enchantment Treats and Seats. Guests will check in 60 minutes prior to the show and enjoy the same treats and drinks throughout the evening, and you'll be able to watch the fireworks from the Tomorrowland Terrace where you can sit down. But this is going to be a little bit of a more pricey option. $114 per adult and then $69 per child. So uh, if you want to pay a premium price to get a little something sweet to eat, maybe get a uh, adult beverage if you're of that age and have a guaranteed good view for the fireworks, you have those options in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, so check them out. Again, price points kind of uh, high, particularly for the one during the show at 114 ahead. Uh, heading to Epcot, we saw the return of firework dining packages, particularly at the Rose and Crown in the UK Pavilion, and then we also saw at the Spice Road table in the Morocco Pavilion. $89 ahead for adults, $39 for children at the Rosen Crown, and then it's going to be a little bit cheaper at the Spice Road table, $72 per adult, $31 per children, and both of those packages include firework views. Uh, Okay, here we go. Uh, This is the main event when it comes to news out of Walt Disney World this week. Um, If you've been fortunate enough to be down in Galaxy's Edge, in Batu, since Rise of the Resistance has gone live, you know some days are better than others when it comes to getting on probably the 
marquee attraction in all the Walt Disney World Resort. And you know, you've had to get up at seven o'clock, get your party ready on the My Disney Experience app. And as soon as seven hits, you have that mad rush of people trying to book their boarding group to guarantee them a spot on Rise of the Resistance, assuming it's working that day. Well, Disney announced as of September 23rd this week, they will be pausing the use of virtual queues for Star Wars Rise of the Resistance and guests at Disney's Hollywood studio may experience this incredible attraction using a traditional standby queue for the first time since it opened in 2019. And that was from the Disney Parks blog. Um, now I know this is going to come as a shock to some people, but... I have seen people with strong opinions on both sides of the aisle, so to speak, when it comes to this development of Disney pausing the virtual queue on Rise of the Resistance. Let me say real quick, this is just a pause of the virtual queue. Disney has stated that it may be used from time to time, meaning that there are some days that Hollywood Studio might deem it necessary to implement the virtual queue. We'll see how that goes uh, because, you know, everybody loves change at Walt Disney World, but I'm of the mindset I see both the positive and the negative when it comes to this news. I've been to Hollywood Studios since Rise opened, and there were days where it's like the only reason I'm going to Hollywood Studios today, the only reason I have a park reservation is so I can get up at 7 o'clock and try and get that virtual queue so I can rise up against the resistance and take in this awe-inspiring, this jaw-dropping attraction that Disney and their Imagineers have put together because... As somebody who's done it a handful of times, every time I'm in there, I see something new. And every time I'm in there, just thinking about it, the hair on my arm stands up. And it's a bummer when you know it's 7.01. Well, crap, there goes that. The best I can hope for now is at 1 o'clock when they open some more boarding passes. Hopefully, maybe then me and my party can get in. But there's no guarantee with that. So if you do have the option to go the traditional standby, get in line, wait, probably 90 minutes, two hour, if we're being completely honest. Um, it's not fun to stand in line for two hours, but at the same time, you still have a shot to get on that ride. That That's the entire reason you and your family are going to Hollywood Studio that day. Because I've definitely had uh, that strikeout when it comes to getting Rise of the Resistance boarding pass. There are days where it's like, well, crap, that's not happening. So uh, we'll figure out what else to do. The last time me and Frank Cardillo from Dillo's Diz were in Hollywood studio, we, we, uh, Rise of the Resistance straight up just didn't work that day. So, uh, and Frank even mentioned it in his, in his trip recap episode of Dillo's Diz. You could feel an energy in the park after one o'clock when everybody realized, oh, Rise just ain't an option anymore. But then again, in those situations, uh, virtual queue, standby line, if Rise ain't working, it doesn't really matter. So like I said, I do see the positives and I do see the negatives of them making this change. Of course, there is the uh, looming Genie Plus and Lightning Lane uh, that will give you the option to uh, pay to play, so to speak, when it comes to Rise of the Resistance. So there still will be ways to bypass the line, but that's only if you want to get some skin in the game. And we still don't know when Genie Plus is launching. We've started seeing more Lightning Lane signs pop up around the Walt Disney World Resort, so I'm curious to see how that is going to be implemented and uh, all that fun stuff. And that $15 price point for Genie Plus will not cover uh, attractions like Rise of the Resistance where you'll have to pay a little bit extra. 
But yeah, what do y'all think of this development when it comes to Rise of the Resistance? Because I mean, this is the reason to go to Hollywood Studios for a lot of people. So let me know what you think. Get at me on Twitter at Dawes Does Disney, and we'll we'll have this conversation. Uh, we'll have this conversation on Twitter. We'll also have this conversation next week when Steffers gets back from her Halloween Horror Nights experience down in Universal Studios. We can all laugh at how scared Jay got and Pete is pants. So uh, that right there's the episode, Dreamers. Told you this was going to be a brief one. Um, thank you so much for continuing to listen. Thank you for those who have come along for the ride after the monorail decided to uh, turn the lights off and uh, give them Captain Poochie a shot at driving the boat because this is the most Captain Poochie episode we've had in the brief run of Dawes Does Disney. Shout out to Matt and the love of the mouse for the killer logo coming soon to a tea Public store near you so you can represent a podcast that upwards of 17 people have heard about. So for Steffers, who is having a much better time than I am and probably much better time than you are, my name is Landon Doan. Thank a cast member. Be decent to each other because we don't know what's going on in everybody else's life and it costs you nothing to be nice. So we'll see you right back here bright and early next Monday morning. Thank you very much and have a good morning. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff I can do well. Heck, there's even a couple things I can do very well. But when it comes to graphic design, that is one thing I cannot do at all. Thankfully, I have a friend in Matt and love of the mouse multimedia. You know and love their work. The sleek and soon-to-be-beloved logo for this very podcast, Does Does Disney, that was them. The classic morning monorail logo and all its variants, that was love of the mouse too. And not only does Love of the Mouse have an incredible talent for graphic design, they're easy to work with and collaborate. They listen to your ideas and suggestions, then they bring them to life. So if you're looking to start your own blog, podcast, YouTube channel, Etsy shop, whatever creative outlet that you're thinking of, Love of the Mouse can help your brand to stand out in the crowd. Connect with Matt on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by searching Love of the Mouse Multimedia or at L-O-T-M Multimedia or visit loveofthemousepodcast.com or email loveofthemousepodcast at gmail.com to contact him about your design needs. We're talking logos, social media promos, advertisements, websites, and so much more. And if you're uh, looking for some more awesome Disney content, make sure and subscribe to his show, Love of the Mouse Podcast, on your favorite streaming applications. And tell him the Dawes sent you. I, I, I don't know if that'll get you anything. I've just always wanted to say that. Thank you.